By this point, you should know it's a podcast you should know. You're the one who put it on your phone. Marty DeRosa and Joe Kilgallen host. They don't care if this rhymes. Eat their butts. Eat their butts. Welcome to the podcast you should know. This is the podcast you should know. You specifically. I'm Joe Kilgallen. I'm Marty DeRosa. I've uh, got a fun one in store for you. You can follow us on Twitter at the PYSK. If you have any concerns, any questions, any what have yous, we have a Gmail, and it's the podcast you should know at gmail.com. Uh, direct it all towards Marty. He'll answer it personally. That shit's on him. Ooh, I'm still trying to eyes. answer some wrestling with depression emails, and I haven't podcasted that motherfucker in months. So you're backed up a little bit? A little backed up. I'm I try. No, I'm not actually just a little bit backed up. Okay, we'll get to it, man. I will. These people might be wrestling with depression, and you could help them pin no, it. No, they're not. You like that? Pin it? Yeah. You pin that? But uh, no. Take like, the depression to the mat. Because you know? I haven't done the podcast in so long yet, this, someone will write me. So if they write me and say, hey, just started listening, that's no problem. Um, nah, whatever. What am I talking about? Hey, it's good to be here, Joe. It's great to be here, too. Uh, it's a beautiful day Breaking outside. news. It's not breaking news. Breaking news to me. Uh, wrestling has been just, what a week. Hulk Hogan, oh yeah, we we have this. A lot has happened since last time. So much has happened. It's so so crazy how, with with social media and everything, like how quick a story almost feels like old. That was last Friday. It feels really old, doesn't it? It hasn't even been a week yet. I have a joke where I mention Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and I don't know what's going to happen with it. You think I should keep doing it, Terry? Don't ever stop that joke. It's a good joke, right? Great. Um, so I'm going to keep it going. Maybe I got a new tag for it. Right. I went to a taping of Hannibal Burris to show why with Hannibal Burris okay. on the Paramount lot. And uh, it's a Comedy Central show. Everyone Thanks should for check it out. saying it's on the Paramount lot. I don't know why I said that. I well, you know either. why? Because it's a very block. Very L.A. Go ahead. I live a block and a half from there. Good. Very So I like to walk to it, which is fun. That's probably why I said it. Okay. And I'm a douche. So uh, he on the show, I'm giving you guys a little sneak peek on what comes out tonight on the show on Comedy Central. He had a joke in his last special where he mentions Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. And he was the only people who call me brother or other black people or Hulk Hogan because he calls everyone brother and yeah. all that. And at the end of it, he was like, you can't call me brother. Oh, anymore. he lost brother <laughs> privileges? He did. It was funny, though. Well, um, yeah, it, it broke on Friday. Um, interesting that he would, like, go to war with Gawker knowing, like, oh, yeah, this other stuff is on that tape. Although, if someone says, hey, man. Real quick, was it a sex tape or what was it? Yeah, it's after, the, after he banged uh, Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. Jeez. Apparently Bubba's into it. Bubba's a cuckold. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. That's and, weird. Uh, so there are dudes who get off on watching their wives get off by someone else. There are. There I don't are. know. She might not have got off. Maybe Hulk didn't uh, I don't know if she did because I thought a lot of – I thought the only audio that I had heard up until that point was Hogan kind of apologizing about his performance saying like, look, i got a lot going on in my life. Uh, sorry, I feel like a beached whale. If I'm not, I'm not going to get back in shape. Like – Perf- you know, yeah, you know how we so all do. Every once in a while, he didn't hulk up. You know what I mean? He didn't hulk up. Um, and then this all comes out where he's dropping ends. The new one, he's dropping some uh, some f. I call them f twos because the f word is fuck. Oh, f two is. F-A-G. But the new, but the new f word is f a g or or f a g g o t. I never say the full word, but. <laughs> I don't. I never say. I never say F A G G O T. But I like. I like F two. I say just F A G. I like F two. If I say it at all, which I never do. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with F two. Okay, I like F twos. So he drops some ends, drops some F twos, and uh, now everyone's uh, WWE gave him what people call the Benoit treatment. 
Act like he never existed. Acted like he never existed, taken out of uh, – well – as he got out of the Hall of Fame and all that? They removed him on the website. They haven't officially said they've removed him from the Hall of Fame. Oh, that, I know. I don't know if I, I like that. Well, then, I'm okay with firing him. Because but. here's what happens. Then you get a lot of people who have a lot of knowledge about wrestling. Okay? Now these people are going, hmm, well, what about when you did this? Or what about this guy in the Hall of Fame? You know, not too long ago, Ultimate Warrior was going to colleges uh, – Dropping some real homophobic science on people. Really? Real homophobic science on and people. And Macho Man. I believe one of his quotes uh, that, that uh, gained a lot of attention was something like, queer and don't make the world go round or something real crazy. That's not even clever. Yeah. Um, well, Macho Man was a huge anti-Semite. I mean, we all know that. Macho was Jewish. And I was making a joke. Yeah, and and it's it. a really bad one. Factual. I didn't know he was Jewish. Downers Grove's own Macho Man Randy Savage. And you're going to throw him under the, the bus man. for comedy? Sorry, but there's I a lot of guy, man. There's a baseball. lot of Yeah, there's a lot Blue of right? unru- un, un, uh, There's a lot of people in the Hall of Fame where you can go, mm, that guy, really? That's who you want in there? Um, well, I don't like when you erase the history. I can understand, hey, look, yeah. we found out what he was. We fired him. But I don't think that takes away from him as a performer. Did they take away? It wasn't Virgil or Vincent, his best friend. No. Is he really? So you think he's really a racist? Or is no. He, does he, uh, he might just, because there are people I think he hears, that here, just use that word. I think, I think that he's one of those, uh, I'm racist until I, I know you. Uh, uh, one of those. I don't know. I think he's racist. It's very baby boomer racism. unknown black people. Yeah, where he just you know what I mean? assumes they're, like, they're all bad. Hey, man, I heard that tape. What's up? Oh, JYD. Nothing, bro. You're, you're cool. Yeah, you know you're one of the good ones. Yeah, yeah he's, one of those. I think he's a very. Okay. Sele- I think he's a selective racist. Our father's racism. Yes, yeah, selective. Racism. Selective. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not saying our dads are racist. Sele- sele- well, selective. <laughs> so, no, but but selective racism. I see. Okay. Um, uh, sort of that racist against the unknown black men. You know I got you. I mean? No, I understand that. And um, uh, that's very common. In yeah. That generation. So they're so they're they removed like Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. They removed any like I'm sure any specials like. Hulkamania, the documentary on the network or whatever they've got. No holds barred. Can't rent it any blockbuster Fuck. anymore. You know what I did? It's off of Netflix. I got a copy of it, and I think I went, well, now it's on the network for good. And I might have given it to somebody who wanted to borrow it. And I said, just keep it. It's on the network now. Big mistake. Big, yeah. So. You should get that back. It's probably worth a lot more money now that he's a racist. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, we that- should Mystery Science Theater that one. No holds barred. Well, yeah. we, Cabana and I have done it before, but now it's a whole whole different movie. Yeah, that's what I mean. We should do it now, an updated version. <laughs> so he's Hulk's inner dialogue. So, um, but yeah, no, they haven't done. The, now let me ask you this question: OJ did? I know they did. They take his Heisman away from him because I know the the actual trophy. Someone he Stole had to give it. to the Goldmans or something. Or right? oh yeah, that's right for the civil suit. Yeah, because they. But, sued did, the, but is the he still listed him. as a Heisman Trophy winner? Why don't you look well, that up? I have the internet. Look at that. Why don't up. you keep explaining? So it was a big. Uh, that was that was my that was the beginning of Friday, and then Friday night I went to Pro Wrestling Gorilla uh, here in Los Angeles, and uh, uh, I had a real, real betrayal. Good what friend happened? of mine, Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, he's a wonderful wrestler, Milwaukee resident now, and uh, we're buds. He's been on Wrestling with Depression, one of my favorite episodes of all time. Oh, thanks. I'm right here. Uh, <laughs> of, of a single guest. Okay, thank you. Uh, but he was great. Great on the podcast. And, uh, you know, here's what happened. And I, and I love him for this. See this? Um, that's no John Cena, but you see that bruise on my arm, Joe? Yeah. Ooh. You can't really see it through the tattoos and stuff, but... 
it's like yellow and red. You know what this motherfucker did? What do you do? Outside of the ring, pushed us out of the way. I just bought a new pitcher of beer, full pitcher that spilled. Pushes uh, uh, me. I was with Vince Averill, Matt McCarthy from the We Watch Wrestling podcast. They push us, push out of the way. I don't know what happened because I'm noticing my beard. Then all of a sudden, I look up. There's a chair in the in the air, and it comes down right on top of my head. The the butt part of the chair hit my top of my head, and then the back part hit my hit my arm. That's why oh. I have a bruise. It was awesome. So, are you going to be on? Was this filmed? Yeah, yeah, it'll be on the DVD. Oh, I can't wait to see this. Yeah. Uh, did, did they you, take? Did you talk to me afterwards? Like, hey, what the hell, man? Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, okay, yeah, of course. But right, I, sorry, hold on. Um, but I they couldn't let the crowd know that. Uh... Yeah, no, you, you didn't <laughs> want to look like a bitch in front of all those people. No, I wanted to look like a bitch to make him look like a tough guy. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to laugh okay. and be like, <laughs> so wait, real quick, the beard did it go up in the air when it spilled? The or chair. The chair. Yeah, but I thought you said you spilled a pitcher on the of floor. Beer. On the floor. Ah, oh, see, that looks cooler when it goes popping in the air. <laughs> well, I know that. Like does. popcorn, yeah. man. But, man, it was going to sell it. But anyway, uh, but this, is, this is sort of breaking news. This is breaking news. Um, so the, the Reddit squared circle, one of my favorite uh, places on the internet for wrestling, uh, I don't say news, more fun, wrestling, fun stuff. <clears throat> Somebody posted, uh, WWE wants Limp Biscuit to do a song for WrestleMania 32, but they're not doing it. That was Fred Durst's quote. WWE wants Limp Biscuit to do a song for WrestleMania 32, but we're not doing it. Now, a lot of people might go. Good for good for WWE. I heard, I heard though he would do it all for the nookie though. Good. So why don't they just oh, offer him yeah. some nookie? You gotta sit. You gotta set the story. That out. was a bad one. All right, I'm sorry, man. Dude, no, it's fucking limp biscuit. Check I this out. Heard of them in seven years? Seven. Longer. Maybe longer. Right, but I did buy one of their CDs. Sure. Three dollar bill, y'all, or was, it, or was it the hot dog flavored water? Some stupid album. I, I was like fourteen. You right, know? because you need music to play while you're entering the ring in your yeah, backyard fed. For sure, I definitely one of us came out to a limp biscuit song. Of course, if not multiple. Members of your roster. What's that one? Something like a chainsaw? What? Sure. Break break something. Give me something to break. Yeah, yeah. break something. Right now. Break your fucking face. If you face are a, a, a wrestling fan, and even if you're one of those guys who were only around for that short while, we call the Attitude Era, right? Sure. Yeah. Limp Biscuit is the fucking soundtrack to that era. There's there's famous uh, the WrestleMania, the Rock and Austin, My Way. Oof, that that's something you put on YouTube right now. You'll get all these hairs on your arm. They're going to be standing straight up because <laughs> it's awesome. Um, Taker used to come out to my way. I mean, these guys. Yeah, Limp Biscuit was huge. These guys, that. yeah, they performed at WrestleMania. Too. Kid Rock was up there too, but it was always Limp Biscuit and then Kid Rock. Yeah. Um, so WWE's trying to say, hey, 32 is going to be huge. And they're probably like, do the theme song, come to Cowboy Stadium, perform it. Let's fucking do this. Let's Which is a huge gig for Limp Bizkit at this point of their career. Right. And WWE's kind of like, hey, let's, let's, let's capture some of that magic again. You know what I mean? You, you guys, let's do it. It's almost like, like, a, like a, a dance partner. Hey, man, you know, let's do this again. All right, let's, let's put – in a way, it's, hey, let's get the band back together. You know, Austin will be there. Hopefully The Rock will be there. Hogan won't be there. But he wasn't there, you know, when we're talking about this time. But just that idea of like – what would WrestleMania be if we're trying to get all the big guns back? A, a fucking Limp Bizkit theme song? Maybe an old one? Maybe a new one? They wanted to do a new one. But Fred Durst, he's got beef with the WWE. What's this beef? Well, 
Should I just, I'm going to read what he said. Read it. Yeah, this is apparently Fred Durst was on a Chicago radio show. Uh, I'm assuming it's Terrible Man Cow. Probably. Uh, but, you know, whatever. It's always the 90s in Chicago. It's the worst places. show. Anyway, uh, this is what Fred Durst said. I got kicked out of one of their events last year. I think it was maybe a year before that. All for throwing up a fucking birdie at the camera. So, uh, you know how they'll show, like, who's in the crowd tonight? Yeah. And uh, Billy Corgan's here. Well, and, uh, yeah. You know, they wouldn't Marty show Billy Corgan anymore because he's, he's a TNA. That's true. Uh, but anyway... Um, yeah, they would be like, oh, look who's here. It's, you know, Tom Brady. It's a lot of, like, local sports fans. Anyway, they were at one, and they're like, Fred Durst, Limp Bizkit, and he shot the, the middle finger to the camera. Well, WWE did not like that. Uh, Fred continued to say, um, I just found the whole uh, – He probably could have said, hey, I was doing the Stone Cold. What the fuck? Yeah, you know? I, I just found the whole corporate, corporate aspect of it to be fucking pussified these days. He got kicked out. He was booted out for that. Um, it's obvious they sank so low in popularity compared to the late 90s and early 2000s. They wanted us to do WrestleMania 32 next year. Okay, so just do it. They didn't say a theme song for it. They wanted us to do WrestleMania 32 next year, but fuck that. Now, I was a little conflicted as I'm reading this. I'm thinking, yeah, I could see where he's he's mad uh, for, for them kicking him out for doing the middle finger. Yeah. And then I'm kind of like, but you know what? Limp Biscuit could use, but then I'm like, could they really? I don't know. I'm 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 feeling conflicted. I'm thinking, you know, I'm sure they're a band who internationally still does pretty well. Um, I'm sure they do lots of. Are they? Joe, I'm telling you, there's a whole other world out there. You're right. Look you're at right. these gigantic. I know. Music I, I think of a band like Matchback, Nickelback, or someone. And I'm oh like, no, 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 no. I'm talking about like. Oh, like Juggalo festivals? Are they? No, 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 no. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about there are bands who you think this country would laugh at and they're head they're they're one of the big name giant bands performing at these festivals in even in even in the uk really you okay. wouldn't believe it all right maybe they're one of then you're then. talking malaysia and all these you know the kind of countries where it's just like gigantic but anyway i'm thinking eh, fred you know they did kick you out very not cool very like that's like he's he's trying to be a rock star throw that middle finger yeah and they're like you gotta go dude that's not cool that's very like guys this is the same place I used to hang out at where – you know what I mean? It's almost yeah. like – This place imagine, was different when Johnny right, was bartending. Right. You know, right. Yeah. Stone Cold was behind the bar. This was a whole lot fucking different. Yeah. Now I come in here, you know, Stone Cold, so you got to take your shoes off. My wife my wife doesn't want shoes Don't in track and dirt. Exactly. Can't track in dirt. So Fred's a little – we've all been there. Fred's, sure, I understand. Fred's a little, little, little miffed. Yeah. But then – He's like that kid that went to college. He's coming back to high school, and he's like, this shit isn't the same. Exactly. But then I got no, I got no beef with Fred Durst, like I said. Laugh at him, sure. Uh, I'm not going to pretend I didn't love their Can music I ask you a question when quickly? wrestlers came out to it. Yeah. Was he still wearing a backwards Major League Baseball hat? I would assume so, but I bet he's over the red cap. It's probably a black cap. You know, there's a, a chubby goateed preacher guy that does these videos on his phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, You've yeah. Seen he the red has hat. the same – he takes the Fred Durst hat. I remember a lot of people like, man, Fred Durst is angry and religious all of a sudden. But here's where, here is where Fred just – Completely won me over. Oh man, does this guy, does this guy pull a pull a fucking babyface turn? Ooh, check this out. Fred finished the quote by saying, "We want to do New Japan Pro Wrestling. We'd love to head over to Japan. We're still wrestling fans, not WWE fans." Woo, Fred 
They want to play for fucking Tanahashi. And, That's like a wink and at the fans Japan. going. The Big real fans. wink. You know? Big wink. Yeah. Huge. It's like saying you could you know, take your lot of blues. I'm playing pitch for it. You're going to you know? hear. I mean, of course, you'll always hear the people who will be like, yeah, fuck those dudes. Uh, Limp Bizkit. Uh, who's ever heard of a Limp? You know, who's didn't even know they're still a band. Okay, fine. That And I'm sure that feels good to them. Um, still have to quote my, my favorite Onion headline. Uh, in recent time, talks about yeah that band you make fun of. They're still living off performing and making money. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah I love it. Anyway, um, but yeah, how cool is that to end with a nah, dude? We'll go to New Japan. Woo! That's cool. I respect that. Mm. I do. That won me over a little bit. Hey, Fred. Anytime. Uh, you know what? In in memory of that, after the show, I'm gonna get on YouTube and I'm gonna watch all those uh, Limp Biscuit wrestling clips. Did they ever get in the ring? No. I can't remember if they ever got in the ring. Did Kid Rock get in the ring? What musicians got in the ring? None of them? Uh, well, the well, just recently, Machine Gun Kelly got uh, powerbombed off the stage from uh, Kevin Owens, which was awesome. That's cool. Um, I, oh, you know what I'm remembering? The remembering, jackass uh, guys got the shit kicked out of the ring. I remember that. Uh, back in the late 90s, or it might have been like around 2000-ish. Uh, Master P, WCW. Ooh, the No Limit Soldiers. The No Limit Soldiers. Jesus. They did have they, one cool song, the Rough Riders. They thought that was going to be gigantic. Well, what they, they didn't Master realize. Master fans would start watching wrestling. Exactly. What they, they didn't realize is they were performing for mostly a southern fan base and that the cowboy bad guys became the baby faces. Yeah. The, the, West, Te- the, the West Texas Rednecks. That was such a hate rap. And if you were from a city, because like rap me, is crap, yep. you, I hated that whole storyline because I didn't give a shit, shit about Master P. And I didn't give a shit about the West Kurt Henning singing. Oh, I just, I just thought that it was so funny to see that whole thing just blow up in their face. Oh, and like many oh, storyline did. Did it blow up in their face? And oh, was it the. One of just one of the many. Was that the biggest final. flop they've had of a storyline? Or was the Latino World Order a bigger one? Well, no, no, no. Because they didn't plan on the Latino World Order being this gigantic thing. And they didn't sign Latinos who yeah. couldn't wrestle to All those guys six figure, awesome giant six-figure contracts. Um, I'm just telling you that uh, I don't know how we got to... To, to well, we were talking about other things. I about music and all that shit with it. I know, I know Jeff Jarrett put Ben Stiller in a figure four. Uh, I'm was, trying. was that WWE though? Yeah, yeah, he didn't do that. Was no, I, I'm sure. I mean, I'm, and if somebody's listening right now, screaming like, "No, the guy from fucking that band, um, fucking Gary Lee's probably listening." Right now, <laughs> Why aren't they making fun of Cleveland? Anyway, it happened one time in Cleveland. This guy, you know, at uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Anyway, I did. I did also watch. Um, was this? This wasn't Friday. This was Thursday, I believe. Uh, are you familiar with the, the, the music magazine Alternative Press? No. Well, uh, be Alternative Press or AP, as we call it. Um, kind of the um, – I don't know. Let's see. It's a little bit of an alternative to Rolling Stone. Okay. No pun intended. It's Alternative Press. But anyway, um, back in the day, uh, it's interesting where you ever like go back to something you haven't seen in a while. Like – I was at a I was yeah. at an airport I think an air or a, a bookstore somewhere, and um, I said, "Oh, Alternative Press." Picked it up. I start leafing through the pages, and I was like, "Man, do I feel old?" Because I didn't recognize hardly any of the bands. Um, reason why I didn't recognize any of the bands because I 
wouldn't listen to most of them. There's this whole new uh, crop of like uh, sort of like pop punk. I don't like pop punk. I'm telling you, it, some, some of, of it right. has a spot in my heart. Yeah, but I, I like watch the Orwells. They, I, I watch. Punk. I watch the new. Uh, I watched their their video, their award show, which was from Cleveland. Um, and it was Wait, an alternative terrible. press magazine is an award show. Yeah, this they're was supposed to be making fun of fucking award shows. Second or third annual. I'm telling you, this was like Spinal Tap. If you want to watch the weirdest award show, it's on YouTube. The whole thing's up there. Uh, but know when you watch it that you're watching mm, the second go through. Here's what happens. They play this cheesy video. There's some uh, all-time low, I believe. They're one of these bands you'd be like, never heard, heard of them. them. No, they're and they have like a million yeah. you know, followers. I've been digging Spotify. Do you ever listen to music on Spotify? Sure. sure. It's great. Old music. No, yeah, me too. I've been going back. I'm listening to like, the Breeders and but stuff. Anyway, and all these... these guys, they do a funny, like, they call um, uh, uh, Mark Hoppus from Blink-182 because he hosted the first one last year. And they're like, hey, you got some tips for us. And they have witty banter. Then they do a training montage because that's never been done before. A host of, a, of an award show training. Yeah, Conan. It's never been done before. And then they come out and they do a monologue. Uh, jokes pertaining to this pop punk we probably know people who wrote and then there, we do too. we do uh and then there's the you know there's also the there's also uh there's the pop punk bands um there's i don't know i don't know what you call them there's like bands that kind of are trying to do like a a Marilyn manson type of theme there's like you, you i mean you just watch it and you're like this is so i'm sure that this is someone's favorite band and i get it i've like sh- Shitty music. Doesn't pop too. punk kind of like go against each other to have those two? No, it's there's punk some, isn't supposed to be pop. No, though, there's or... some definitely it goes hand in hand. Um, but anyway, do you have an example of a pop punk band? I mean, a lot of the Ramones stuff was very poppy. Well, yeah, I got. Well, that's true. The Ramones were poppy. Blink One Eighty Two. That's pop punk. Is it just mean like punk Green music? Day? Is it just punk rock, but it can be sold to the masses? Is that all sure, it means? Sure. So with a melody. Sure. Absolutely, and you okay. and, and, and Nirvana can be sort of pop, and punk you can thing. and you can put it on the radio. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now all these bands, uh, they they all have a very it's it, it seems very manufactured. But like Fugazi and Minor Threat, they couldn't be considered pop. pop. No, 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 right. no, 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 no. It's not like there's that no. could be put on the radio. Though. I mean, there's some punk where it's just so you'll just never hear it on the radio. It's got to have a hook. It's got to be catchy. So there's kind of these. Uh, I I learned Hannah Montana has a brother. Who's in one of these bands? That's right. He, they actually had a big hit a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That Shake It song. Exactly. Like, I'm like, shake, who is shake, this guy? And then shake, I have a, shake, I have yeah. a, a friend who uh, his Twitter handle is uh, Ron Loves Music. He's the best. The fuck was that band called? Metro Station. Metro Station. Thank you. So Ron, I'm texting with Ron the whole time. At Ron Loves Music. Ron, what is? Who is this? What is this? Okay, but before I get into that, so they these guys, the two two of the guys in All Time Low come out to host the show. So they're coming to do a little monologue. Uh, they come out, and there's no audio. Oh, so they're just talking, but also, nobody can hear them? There's a, there's a, God, a, it's music. A you did giant, sound engineering. There's a giant orchestra, and they play orchestral versions of people's songs while they come out. No one's telling them when to stop. It's just, I can't even do it justice how fucking Spinal Tap this award show was. Who were the writers for the jokes? Do you know them? Can you say their names? I don't know, but uh, Jensen Karp 
did a bit who's a, a comedian so i assume he might have been one of the writers yeah sure. um and it was funny because he was like oh i'm gonna wear this he like posted on twitter he's like i'm gonna wear this uh uh cleveland cavaliers versus the um golden state warriors t-shirt like oh man and he had like cleveland crossed out and he's like they're gonna kill me and i i felt like being like um they're not gonna care they're not gonna get it these people don't know what's going on about yeah. sports anyway but they do their whole monologue and the fucking sound is off so then i'm like what's going on with this thing i wasn't paying attention i was doing some other stuff then i realized <laughs> they're just playing a lot of music videos and I'm like, what is going on here? Why are they playing all these music videos? Then at the bottom of the screen, I look. We're having technical difficulties. Uh, also, it, it was the um, it was Journey's Shoes presents the Alternative Press um, Music Awards, fueled by Monster Energy. And whenever anyone said it, they had to do the whole thing again. Oh, not very it was like that rock. annoying. Remember the Oscars when it was uh, what the fuck? Hold no, Tommy. Um, Shit, this is driving me nuts. Precious, based on the number oh, push, push by yeah, yeah, exactly. They had to say the whole fucking thing every time. Exactly. So based that was hilarious. And all and all the awards head sponsors, all the all the separate awards. It was like real the, quick. OJ Simpson has his Heisman Trophy. Still. Okay. 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 Like Forty minutes later, it I was the you know like the the hot topic uh, best single award or the Gibson guitar best. You know, and I like, there are things about it that I appreciate. They have best bassist, best lead guitar, best That's drums. That's cool. You don't see vocals. that in a sure um, award show. So then they then <laughs> they're playing videos. Now I'm like I'm in. I'm I'm for a minute I'm like tweeting jokes about it and using their hashtag. But then I'm like people are probably like, look, man, I already can't stand the wrestling. Now you're doing this APMA hashtag. What the fuck? Um, so then I'm watching it, and then they're like, we're we're working on it. So they're like, all right, it's time to start again. What do they do? They air the whole opening vignette again, the training montage. Uh, oh, my God. And then these guys play. And they do a medley of songs of like, throughout the history. Who's freaking out in the control room who's ever in charge? Uh, then they do their monologue again, uh, which it's just like it wasn't, it wasn't funny. Some of the jokes – so this is fun too though. They make fun of the Metro Station, the group with – Miley Cyrus's brother, um, and then, uh, uh, but they're making fun of everybody. It was there wasn't like everyone's great, but fuck those guys. Uh, apparently, they went on tour together. They both opened for Blink One Eighty Two, and they brought out that dude with another guy. I don't know if the guy was with his band. I don't think it was. Usually, it was like it's Joe Kilgallen from the the you know Kilgallen and Son, and then Marty DeRosa from the Buttfuckers. You know what I mean? Oh and then, like, man, you're in the Buttfuckers, dude. Come on. Anyway, I'd like to be anyway. the Buttfuckers. Everyone knows that's my band. Yeah. Anyway, um, Kill Gallon and Son. He called well, like Mumford and Son. I couldn't think of anything. I was looking at Mumford and Son. But anyway. They want no fucking percussion. Giovanna. Giovanna's not bad. Anyway. Like Joe Berg. So, Giovanna sounds like a foreign exchange student that would come to Save by the Bell. And For all the sure. girls would love, but then it turns out he was a piece of shit. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Zach exposes him. I'm going to get this Giovanna guy, Screech. And Screech is like all for Giovanna. Screech kind of left Zant, 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 Cap, Zant, Cap, Camp. Zach and went to Camp Giovanna. Anyway, so Giovanna, uh, a guy comes out with this Miley Cyrus's brother, and he, he, again, they just to me the idea of there was a lot of well that wasn't very punk rock. He's like this 
making fun of us. Shit's got to stop now, man. This is not cool. We went on tour together, and I don't appreciate it. And he's, like, ready to cry. The other guy has the Mike Myers uh, on the, the Katrina – uh, benefit special with Kanye being like, George Bush hates white people. <laughs> and Mike Myers like, the fuck is this guy talking about? Um, but anyway, so... Uh, so the dude from... So Miley Cyrus' brother, what was he? Was he like in tears? Yeah. I mean, he was like oh, ready to, ready to be like, this is not cool. I don't know why you guys keep doing I, this. I like Miley Cyrus. Uh, yeah. And they come out afterwards and they're just like, these are jokes. It was kind of... But anyway... There were so many things. And everyone goes up to the mic and goes, what's up, motherfuckers? Fuck yeah, motherfuckers. And, and it was just, no, no, no. They, it's on a- Axis. Oh, they, yeah, don't sure, they don't care. But it's like, after a while, maybe we don't come up and go, what's up, motherfuckers? Fuck yeah, motherfuckers. It's like, <laughs> but I'm telling you, um, if you're somewhat into music. Uh, it's, worth, it's worth viewing. It's so worth watching. Rob Zombie gets a Lifetime Achievement Award. Okay. Justified. Rob Zombie comes out. This was great. And he's like, again, just watching the people come out. You, you see a stagehand on telling – you see his arms moving the whole time, like telling people come here, wait, stay. This awesome. Um, uh, the let, Rob Zombie wins some like, you know, Mighty Key Muffler Lifetime Achievement Award <laughs> fueled by Monster Energy. He comes out and, uh, and he's like, you know, uh, when our first review – was in Alternative Press. And I believe the review was, this is the worst band ever. Don't listen to this band. You're better off had you lived your whole life never listening to this band. I hope they go away. And he's like, and now I just won an award for you guys. So uh, I guess here's to reviews or something like that. It was very like, it was interesting. Rob Zombie's cool. uh, (laughs) I like him. But it was like, it was just such a weird, 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 weird award show. All right, I'm going to check that out. And um, staying on the music tip, uh, we have we started this podcast back in March. Yes. And I don't believe an episode has gone by where we haven't made reference to the band Nirvana or Kurt Cobain. <laughs> well, Joe, it's because you wear their T-shirt every fucking time. It just, it's in your head, So right? I don't have much. Yeah, I put it right in your face. So we're going to keep along with that now. I watched this documentary about a week ago, and you've watched it over the weekend. It's called Soaked in Bleach. Now, we had talked about Montage of Heck, the big HBO official Kurt Cobain, fully authorized, first ever fully authorized documentary that's up for a bunch of Emmys. I don't know if you saw that. Of course. And, uh, it's HBO. Be, yeah, it'll get nominated for an Oscar, too, I'm sure. When it comes HBO farts. And they get, a, they get award, Emmy Awards of course nominations. It's not television. Do you think somebody didn't watch that documentary and they were like, oh, fuck, I'll just vote for that? Probably. They, they want to be one of the cool kids. Maybe. I do that all the time when people go, hey, have you ever heard of this? Yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. All yeah, time low? Shit. Fuck yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah, I love all time <laughs> low. They, make, they give me an all time high, right? Hi. High five up top. Let's do this. So we watched Soaked in Bleach. Now, this movie was supposed to come out in 2014, but the Courtney Love Camp, I've read, was putting through some legal Why, why is that? I wonder why. Why is that, Joe? So, Marty, since you watched it uh, I watched last, it last Saturday. You were the, yeah, I watched it last, like, Thursday or something. And I did it right. Or Wednesday. We made a pizza. It's fresher in your mind. We made a pizza. We had uh, candy. We were we were ready for this. Who's we? Me and Renee. Oh, I didn't know you watched it. Like, did she share your thoughts on it? She did. She was in. I go. Can we watch? Here's what's great. When you're ready, when you want to watch a certain movie, and the other person goes, "Fuck yeah, I would love to watch that." That's that is great. Perfect. So it's four bucks on iTunes. Four bucks on iTunes. Worth it. Um, yeah, it's four bucks. It's one drink. Buy one uh, less you know drink, you alcoholic. I was watching some reviews. 
or I was reading some reviews, and someone was like, you had, you had the people who would be like, no, nothing new. I disagree. They're like, if you saw Kurt and Courtney, nothing new. No, I disagree. totally different. Disagree. Yeah, full of shit. Somebody wrote also, it's just like a, a longer episode of Dateline. Okay. Where's the problem there? Yeah, I didn't see the episode of Dateline you're referring Dateline to. Dateline with people I, I know. So, I, yeah. I know they had it on Unsolved Mysteries I... back in like 1999. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, Kirk Cobain was on it, yeah. Still on Unsolved Mysteries. Nicole, my wife, uh, when she was in, in college, like in 2004, 2005, did a thing about the conspiracy. Ooh. Yeah. So, yeah, basically this movie should be called uh, Courtney Love Killed Kirk Cobain. It should be called Courtney Love is a Murderer. And I have the tapes to prove it. Yeah, what's so fascinating about it for me, because, you know, I went into it, I was, I believed he'd been murdered for a lot of reasons. Then I kind of got to the point where I'm like, no, he committed suicide. I mean, just read the lyrics of In Utero, all this kind of stuff going forward. And I was even thinking to myself, I saw these interviews with him toward the end where he looked like he was happy again. He talked about the future of the band and all this stuff. So why would he talk about that if he thought about suicide? And then they said people who are suicidal usually act really happy the month leading up to their suicide because they're happy because they, they, they know they're going to get out. They're going to be freed of all the misery. Mm -hmm. So they get like, oh, cool. That shit's, this shit's all about to be over. Might as well be happy about it. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, um, so I kind of came to the conclusion that, yeah, he killed himself. All right. You there, know? Yeah. And then after watching this, though, uh, a lot of evidence was presented to me that I'd never seen before. And I'd watched Kurt and Courtney, mm -hmm. that documentary from like 98 or 99. And, uh, Kurt Cobain. Yeah, really annoying English accent. Kurt Cobain Kurt left Cobain, the, the leader of the band uh, He sounds like he's hurt, that guy. Like he got punched in the stomach. Uh, Kurt Cobain left the rehab facility in Malibu and boarded a plane. To Seattle. Yeah, um... The recording. So this detective, Tom Grant, was hired by Courtney Love, and yeah. you say it best. You told me before the show what you thought. You said that. Uh, oh, she's trying to, like a like an evil genius. She was trying to build this case of. Look, I hired this detective. What to what find the guy I killed? What the fuck's that all about? Yeah. Uh, she's known as being really manipulative. Oh, really? There, yeah, really. There was a VH1 behind the music talking about how manipulative she is, and uh, they talked to, like, I don't know if it was a former member of Hole or a member of some band, saying, like, you know how manipulative Courtney Love is? You know, like, you want to get in this, the mind of Courtney Love? I was roommates with her in 1987, and she had a list of goals. That's her ex-boyfriend. Remember? That's her very flamboyant ex-boyfriend. They go into his basement. This is in Kurt and Courtney. And he's the one, he goes, you ruined my life, Courtney. Maybe I'll strap on a guitar and, sh and fucking come back at you. Remember that guy? Yeah, was, was he and the he, guy that said She that... had his diary there, and it was like, goals. Become a huge star. Uh, get signed to a major label. Become friends with Michael Stipe. Yeah, become, become a movie star. Stipe, and he goes, the and he goes, God, well, the godfather of his Yeah, child. and he goes, well, you got to give her credit. She did all those things. She did. Yeah. So anyway, that just shows you, though, but, you know, a lot of people have goals, and there's nothing wrong with goals or writing mm -hmm. out your goals, mm -hmm. but to have a goal where it's like, I want to be friends with this person, Hey man, that's fucking weird to me. And she made all those things happen. She made those things happen. Here's a couple things I will say about uh, Soaked in Bleach that I thought were a little, I, that I was like, eh. Um, the reenactments. Did you like those or no? <sighs> First of all. Uh, the Courtney Love was too attractive. That was, Renee said that, not me. Not not <laughs> judging a woman. She was very attractive. Um, but Courtney, Kurt was a little too muscular. Yeah, he had some shoulders. He had on some him. shoulders on him. Uh, for me, just for me, because when you're doing this, I think it's so important to not know any of the people in it. I recognize the detective. He played Jay Leno in the, the Late Shift HBO movie. He did. Yeah, he's been in a few things. He's been in a lot of things. Yeah, took me out of it a little bit. That took me out of it a little bit. 
Um, but, <laughs> but besides that, I was well, just like... Well, here's what's great about it. And for those of you who are into best conspiracy and to do... Kurt's friend. Dylan Carlson. Who has like the zits on his head and Kurt and Courtney. That... The dude they picked to play him fucking nailed it. Yeah, he was Woo! great. That was great. That – I wanted more of that, less of, oh, I know that guy from that thing, and then I know that's too attractive to me. Dylan Carlson, who was one, of, was one of Kurt's best friends, big heroin buddy of Kurt's, uh, the song In Bloom is about him. Yeah. He was the inspiration for that song. So uh, what was really cool about this, and if you're a conspiracy nerd or like Marty and I – How do you feel be, how that guy broke down conspiracy theory, the detective? I thought that's pretty good. Let me get to this, though. I think this is what's going to make people want to watch this. And it's what Ryan Dalton, a comedian friend of ours, it's what he saw it and then told me I have to see it. He goes, you'll see Montage of Hack, and then you'll see this and be like, what the fuck? And I was like, really? What is he just present a bunch of evidence? He goes, no, dude. He has recordings. He has recordings. It's audio recordings. You hear. So it's not just him going, and this is what Courtney told me. So you this, hear Courtney fucking saying all this. This guy. This is, you, know, you know who this guy reminded me of? Um, do you remember in, uh, Jackie Brown? I never saw Jackie Brown. Okay. Uh, his name was something Cherry, Don Cherry. I don't know. But anyway, Don Cherry is an this NHL guy, analyst. Okay, for, so, uh, <laughs> so anyway, in Jackie Brown, there was this bail bondsman, uh, and I can't remember his. It was Cherry Bail Bonds, and his last name was Cherry. Uh, so that's why it was Cherry Bail Bonds. But anyway, in this movie, and I'll find out his name in two seconds here. Uh, Max Cherry. Max Cherry was so by the book that you're just like Jesus. This guy's just does everything by the book. He has his own ways of doing everything you know what i mean you're just like okay that's this that's how that this this investigator this private investigator how you right from the start he's like i document everything i write everything down i record every conversation i had this is tom that's grant pretty com- remember when the one woman though. goes when when the uh their attorney who was she Francis goes Bean's tom you're mother. not you're not taping this are you and he goes i tape everything yeah she's like oh i wish i knew that but anyway, this guy has recordings with Courtney Love. She was going behind Courtney's back. That's why right, she. Right, right. But anyway, this guy has recordings of Courtney Love, unmistakably Courtney Love. Oh, you know, one hundred percent. You her. know, one million billion percent. It's Courtney Love, and um, he starts going. Wait a second, I don't, I don't, I don't think you're being very honest with me and stuff. And and uh, there was a lot of shit where. And there's stuff that's said where it's just like, man, I can hear her saying that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of like, you're going to owe me a big fucking apology. And he's like, well, if that's what it turns out to be, you definitely will get an apology from me. And then she never even followed up on that thing. They had a weird relationship, though, where it was very like – they where became was, adversaries. Yeah. I want to know how much she paid him. I'd like to know, too. And the funny thing about it was that uh, – and maybe this was dramatized to help his point mm-hmm. – was he really had no idea who the hell Kirk Cobain and Nirvana was. And when he had gotten that, that phone call, I don't doubt that either. A guy that age would not know who the hell he was. Yeah. And uh, he got the phone call saying Kirk Cobain's missing, and like his one of his assistants was like, like grabbed a magazine yeah. cover and said, "Oh hey, yeah, guy, yeah." They you know? they had like a People magazine with like uh, he was just in rehab or whatever. Like yeah, that type of thing. Yeah. So I think, and what it shows was that uh, you know they showed Dylan Carlson being like, I don't know why he married her, and just like. Courtney saying, oh, he likes to stay at fancy hotels, which when I heard that, I was like, that's bullshit. And Dylan's like, no, he would stay at a shitty motel. He hated all that fucking crap Courtney was into. He yeah. hated like having people hold his bags and all that stuff. Yeah, and she was in, she was in Hollywood at the time do, taking care of business. She said she had business to take care of. Yeah, wearing I mean, here's next the thing. to nothing. If you don't like her, shooting up. if you don't like Courtney Love, you'll go, oh, yeah, she's the worst and stuff like that. But, I mean, there's just... I like Cole, though. I don't, and I don't want to spoil... I don't want to spoil... Oh, remember her like bitching about Lollapalooza? Like, we could have done that. 
Yeah, Man. she's like she was mad at Kurt because he didn't want to do Lollapalooza, even though Nirvana was being offered like an unprecedented like nine million dollars yeah. at the time just to do it. And uh, we should. And be she's asked. like, "Oh, we should be there." And she's I'm yeah. recording saying all this shit. Yeah. And what really is crazy is about when they show um, the reenactment of the suicide, how his body was found. And how the the shell of the bullet well, was on the wrong side yeah, of the body. Yeah, that's the other thing the too. Was. They have a lot of uh, a lot of and they have a lot of scientists experts. experts who are saying that that's just not possible. And they have cops, a lot of retired uh, big name cops who have been on other shows and documentaries and things like that, who are just like this thing was handled so terribly. Yes, they, they in one day they ruled it was a suicide and just closed the case and they yeah, took all pictures they didn't develop and there's just and a they whole still bunch never of never released those developed photos yeah it's real shady and and what we were talking about before we started podcasting um was do they do that because they don't want to look inept or did they not do a lot of this stuff and release a lot of this stuff because they're covering something up i think when the police department and it's more inept yeah because uh, they have the former police chief who was like, I'd reopen this in a second if I was still in charge. Yeah, he totally yeah, he said that. I think it's enough. I think a lot of times cops will screw up and they don't want to realize they're wrong. Yeah. I know the mentality there. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, ah, we don't want to screw up. We'd rather – these are the people who invented planting evidence for God's sakes. You know how many people yeah. – every day we hear a new story about some guy who wasn't even there but he's been in jail for 20 years. But DNA evidence has now saved his life from death row. I'm telling you, you watch Dave Chappelle's Killing Him Softly. That is so – it's crazy how if that was his new shit right now, people would be like, yeah, I can totally see why you're talking about all this stuff. I have that doc- – I had that documentary. I had That's that comedy special. Sprinkle some crack on yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, these – I mean it was just unanimous. Everybody was like, man, did they handle this weird and bad? And and this guy goes to them and they're just like, what do you want? Like he said, I'm an inv- – he goes to the scene of the – scene of the uh, not the crime, but the scene of the – well, maybe the scene of the crime. Yeah. Who knows? But he goes there where they finally – and then the other thing too is there's all – I mean I don't want to get into like – and then there was this and they didn't say this. But just like he goes to this one cop and he's like, I've been inve- – I'm a private investigator. I've been investigating this case. I've got some information you guys might want to know. He goes, hold on. And then he goes, you can come to our, our – you know, the, the, the head investigator's office tomorrow at 3. He's like, wouldn't you want to know right away? Like, Yeah, yeah a lot of protocol. So maybe Courtney did have them paid off. I don't know. It just seems like a lot of money to go around. You know I what? Think it's more an effort. I always man. say. I think that guy. That another weird thing about Courtney Love is that dude Callie, who was house sitting. Yeah. Who was also a nanny sometimes for Francis, who I believe was on who, camera in Montage of Heck when they were. No, that's Eric Erlinson, no? who was the guitarist for Hole. Who's oh, okay? Both but these she's guys an ex, were ex, ex. Yeah, it's boyfriends very weird. of Courtney's. Very weird. So Buzz Osborne, lead singer of the Melvins, who hated Montage of Heck, he said it's Courtney Love propaganda. Okay. Um, and he even mentions, he goes, why the fuck is Eric, her ex-boyfriend who's in her band filming them while Where did you hear this? Because didn't you say he also said, like, I went to high school, I would have known the story about Kurt. Yeah, so the... uh, Buzz Osborne, uh, King Bazo, I believe that his nickname was Buzz or Bazo. Okay. Lead singer of the Melvins, really cool, influential grunge band uh, out of Seattle. All right. They, um, he was, went to high school with Kurt. He turned Kurt onto punk rock music uh-huh. and that whole scene. And he also brought Dave Grohl into Nirvana because he was yeah. friends with Scream or Dave Grohl was a drummer for that band. And then when uh, Nirvana lost or fired their drummer, yeah. they put them together. Anyway, you so see the old drummer in the, uh, in the ble- Soaked in Bleach. Yeah. The old Nirvana drummer. Chad Channing, right? Not Dave Grohl. 
Not him. The not Dave Grohl. The not Dave Grohl. Oh no, they have uh, air. They had like six drummers before Dave Grohl. They were they were like Spinal Tap. <laughs> Anyhow, um, so he talks about how he went to high school with Kurt, and he goes, "And that little shit hole of a town. If there was a story like this, I would have known about it." Yeah. So in Montage of Pack, where they say the whole thing where Kurt was going to have sex with this girl that they thought was like mentally challenged or something mm-hmm. like that, but he didn't. Um, and because that it went around the high school, everyone in the high school thought, "Oh, Kurt fucked a retard," and that's what they were making fun of him for. And Kurt yeah. couldn't handle the ridicule, and he, that was the first time he tried to kill himself by the train tracks. Mm-hmm. Buzz Osborne says that story was bullshit. He goes, "Kurt Cobain was great at yanking people's chains. Mm-hmm. He probably wrote that thinking somebody would read it one day in his journals. Mm-hmm. Like he wrote it just as a bullshit piece." He goes, "If that actually happened, I would have heard about it." And he said that Kurt was never suicidal. Yeah. And that's another thing that Dylan Carlson says. He goes, Kurt's not suicidal. They ask the attorney, they go, you know Kurt really well. Would you consider him suicidal? They're like, no. no. No one thought he was. Everyone close to him was like, no. And then they talk about this thing in um, Rome where he was in a coma for like a few days because he overdosed on Rohypnol, and, which is prescription medication. You have to have a prescription to get it. And um, champagne or whatever. He overdosed on a combination of that. And Courtney Love went around saying he did that as a suicide attempt. But she only said that after he already died. And she was going around saying he had taken 60 pills. Where Tom Grant found the doctor and he said, no, it was an accident. I never said it was a suicide. And he didn't take 60 pills. Where did she get the number 60 from? You know I think I, he said that 60 doesn't even come in a bottle or something. You know like who that. didn't? Who wasn't uh, talked about at all? Uh, what was his name? El Duce? Oh, yeah. They didn't bring him <laughs> up in this one. I went to see El Duce at his house. And he's like, ah, yeah, that, that guy's, guy's the best. He's in the current corny documentary. But yeah. they did dispel another thing from current corny where uh, in current corny they say that they could – a guy could take that much heroin yeah. and function. And they go, no, in that That test, was menthol or that uh, was, uh, methadone. Methadone. Yeah. And it was taken in pill form yeah. where heroin, when it's injected in the bloodstream, uh-huh. takes over uh-huh. right away. Uh-huh. And that one doctor who was an old dude who had been in – who's yeah. like one of the top experts in this, he goes, never in – the history of everything, and I've studied 8,000 Is he the suicides HBO and autopsy guy? I think he is. He looked okay. very familiar. I've seen him in other stuff. And he said, never have I seen someone take three and a half times or three yeah. times the lethal dose of heroin. Three yeah. times the lethal dose that would kill you. Yeah. And then she killed, and then commit suicide. And also this is heroin a guy. Heroin makes you happy. These and, people love being on heroin. And this is a guy who hadn't done it in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then it kicks in extra harder. But also, yeah, too, it's like, wouldn't you want to enjoy that? Wouldn't you enjoy yeah. that high? There's just so many. F- f- and he, he put his equipment away. And so, yeah. But anyway, uh, <laughs> if you give a shit about any of this stuff, I, I suggest watching it. I really think it was a cool documentary to watch. Could um, you in one day watch, in, in chronological order, the Kurt and Courtney, Montage of Heck, and then Soaked in Bleach? Sure, of course. That's it. It's six hours of my life. How about we do... We'll start with uh, hype. Start with hype. We're gonna watch hype just to get a little perspective. Should we do Nevermind classic nope. albums? Nope. No. Okay. Oh yeah, we, we can, I was gonna say I like that. We're gonna do. Albums. We can do. We can do hype. We can do classic albums. Um, we'll do. Uh, do we do the the Sonic Highway? Uh, Seattle? Seattle. Sure. Montage of Heck. And do we do with Kurt? And oh, Courtney. Kurt and Courtney. Oh, maybe and we Seattle. should intermix them. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway, we should do it chronologically. Anyway, or we should get a fucking life. I'm trying. No, to okay. <laughs> no that sounds like a great thing. You me. ain't kidding, Joe. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up by talking about the big social media news. What's that, Joe? Cecil we've the Lion. Ta- we've already talked about Hulk Hogan. We talked about Hulk Hogan. Talked about. Uh, do we talk about John Cena's face getting blown up? John Cena's face exploded. He took a knee to the nose, and like I, I, I respect John Cena the same way I respect the Detroit Red Wings, the Green Bay Packers, and the St. Louis Cardinals. In the sense that I don't, I root against them. I hate those three organizations, 
And I don't want, I don't like, I root against, John Cena's not like a wrestler I like, but yeah. I respect them as professionals. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like they're, they're good organization. They sure. know what they're doing as organizations. Sure. John Cena knows what he's doing. I respect him. He took the he's, knee, bleeding all over the place. He's a dynasty. Nose is broken. Yeah. Said, screw it. We're going to keep going. I'm yep. going to win the match because I was, I'm, I was told to win the match before it <laughs> yeah. happened. Pretty and charming. all that stuff. And, uh, and that's how we're going to do it. So I, I give him credit there. Cecil the Lion, though. Can we okay. get into that? I will tell the story for those of you who have not Please. heard it. Quickly, Joe. I will do it very quickly. A 13-year-old lion wandered out of his sanctuary. This is already, I don't like the way it starts, though. Uh, he was lured out of his sanctuary by a dentist from Minnesota named Dr. Walter J. Palmer, who had two guides. Uh, they lured him out by having a dead animal carcass. They lured him out of his sanctuary because it's illegal to kill the lion in its sanctuary. So they're like, hey, we want to kill this lion. Oh, you can't. It's in its sanctuary. It's against the law to kill it. Okay, okay. What if it, what if it got out of it? It's like, well, that would suck. But, yeah, technically I guess you could. Oh, no, we're not going to do that, though. But then they did that. You know, they killed it. They shot it with a bow and arrow. Yeah. Um, then it wasn't dead because the bow and arrow is not going to kill a fucking lion. They're huge. Uh, so then they tracked it for like f- the next f- something, a shitload of hours. Yeah. I don't know the number exactly. And then they shot it, cut its head off, yeah. leaving the carcass there. So, you know, he could have the stupid head. You know, we took a bunch of pictures with it, you know, all that kind of stuff. Paid $50,000 to do it. People are outraged across the world. The Zimbabwe government's outraged because this lion had a GPS on it because Oxford scientists were tracking it. Yeah. This lion was incredibly popular there, too. Everyone who would go to visit the sanctuary would be like, oh, this lion's great. It takes pictures. It, like, waves. I mean, it doesn't take pictures. Like, hey, like, let me fucking hold the selfie out. You know what I mean? But you could take pictures of it. It's a chill. It was a good, gentle lion. It was the head of a pride, too. So I had mad respect, <laughs> you know. Um, okay. It was the CEO. This was a great lion. Everyone was really – and African lions are on the endangered species list, too. Anyway, um, yeah, so this guy is a known big game hunter. There's pictures of him with moose, leopards, uh, elephant, rhino. Uh, the guy's just a real piece of shit. And um, I tweeted something that Jimmy Kimmel later mentioned on his show. But I tweeted, You got a Kimmel how, retweet? How small is this guy's dick? No, I didn't get a Kimmel yeah. retweet. Kimmel basically said what I said, though. Yeah. And Don't Kimmel just said, how hard is it for you to get an erection? Yeah. Why, and it really comes to the point to me when I think about the people, think about the, the mental – like the capacity to do that. You get in a plane from Minnesota to Africa, which is a fuckload of money. Right. Then you spend $50,000 to hire two people who will then help you kill this lion in which you're going to cut its fucking head off. Yeah. Bring it back to America so you can hang it in your fireplace. That's serial killer shit right yeah. there, is it not? Serial yeah. killers always take a little trophy from every one of their victims, whether it's a piece of hair yes, they do. or some skin or whatever the fuck little memento they have. Yep. This is criminal mind stuff. The guy's a sociopath. His life is over. He's had to close his dental practice. And Did I he hope, close I hope it or just turned off he, the Facebook page? I think he, he shut up shop now. Because I can see people be like, I support you. Jimmy Kimmel showed his picture. Man, why could they told he have this guy is fucking going down hard in and I'm fucking loving it. Zimbabwe might extradite. And in America we, we could send would him never back. to we Zimbabwe. Fucking should. We would never extradite. I really I really hate these There's fucking no people. There's no way. Um, and I know a lot of people are like, well, hunting's a way of life for some people and that 50 grand might have helped their economy. Donate the fucking 50 grand then. To kill yeah. a fucking beautiful animal. Well, here's the thing, this Joe. This is like this was like their dog. When Imagine you, someone lured you, your dog out of the backyard when you and bring shot this in the up, fucking head. You inevitably get the people going. People get killed all the time. 
What about Africans? I don't give a fuck. I like animals better than people. <laughs> yeah. I, do. I like animals way better than people. And yeah. I do give a fuck when African when people die. Don't get me wrong. I, ca I care yeah. when people die. I'm just, I and just, that I'm just playing devil's advocate. But this guy, we could stop. I can't stop gangbangers from shooting other gangbangers and missing and hitting an innocent child in the crossfire. I right. wish I could. Right. I really wish I could. And I don't even give the police that hard a time. A lot of people are like, we need more police and stuff like that. All police do is show up after a crime's happened. Yeah. You so know, this guy. Really not, but this guy, we could fucking stop, and we could stop. And he's got. He's done. He's gone on these. He's gone on these trips numerous times. This is how he. Yeah, he does this all the time. This, this is, is how he blows off steam because his, his fucking dick doesn't work. So yeah, he has WrestleMania and the fucking African safari. And he always has. Like, he finds all of his, lines all of his pictures. I'm, I'm watching a lot of these. I'm seeing a lot of these pictures of these uh, beautifully beautiful dead animals. And they're holding up the heads, like saying, look, look what I did. There's always a guy next to him who looks like he's the guy who really did everything. You know what I mean? Oh, of course, yeah. Because they're all fucking nerds. Yeah. And this has been going on, and I've gotten this into is it with like people a, this over This is it, like you, but I'm glad you, hire, uh, you hire a guy who looks like, uh, you know, fucking Ryan Gosling to go out, meet a girl in a bar, and be like, do you want to go back to my place? And they're like, oh, yeah, I'd love to. And then they go back to his place, and right before he's ready to put his penis in her, he goes, uh, hold on, wait, this uh, guy paid $50,000. He's going to jump in here. Stunt cock. He's stunt cock. It. You know what this guy is? He's the guy that's attached to the guy that jumps out of the airplane. You know, the, you know you Oh, yeah. That'd he be jumps me. out of the airplane. That's me. He's attached to him. And then the I haven't done it, So he does me. all the work. You were just attached to this guy. Sure. Um, yeah, is this guy married or have kids? I don't know. Uh, we'll probably find out everything about him. He's probably going to have to go on a campaign. He'll get a show on Fox News. They'll stick up for him somehow. I'm, I'm sure Fox News has ran to his defense. Saying he didn't know. What's his defense? I didn't know. No, he said he, he claimed that now all this shit's happening. He's kind of like trying to backtrack and be like, I paid for the right. It helps with something. It's bullshit. Uh, the group argued that the limited hunt helped thin the herd of weak rhinos so the population could grow. Yeah. And that the 350000 paid in 2014 by a reality show host to hunt the animal would help fund Nambia's conservation efforts. See, here's the problem. It's crooked government. Mm. And a lot of it's crooked over there. And a lot of that is because of colonization's fault, you know. Yeah. Um, that, you know, European decimating the African When, continent. Joe, and I've watched so many movies, when are they going to start hunting people? It's got to well, be Let's start right? with this guy. You don't think this guy would be like, these criminals? I'll hunt them. Oh, for sure. I'm, I'm sure there's some rich guys who do that. <laughs> They'll probably go up to some... You, you know, think he's like with this guy and they're driving? State prison. We'll, he, we'll he's in a jeep with this with this real like hunter who's going to help him like f you know find everything, find this lion and track it and all this stuff. And he's in there with that guy and he's just like uh, this this Dr. Palmer's like uh, oh this is this is beautiful out here, beautiful. And the guy's like, I imagine the guys always are like British or something, like yeah. or like Australian or something. Like what the fuck are they doing in Africa? And they're just like yeah, it's a, we love it out here. And he's just like wow, it's, it must be amazing to hunt these 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 amazing animals out here. And he's like yep. And he's like, I mean, just don't get me wrong. They're they're great. And like, but just like, wouldn't wouldn't it be crazy if we could like, I don't know, like maybe hunt like a like a like a person, you know, like like a bad person. But like we knew they were like a murderer, like like, like a pedophile, like a rapist yeah. or a pedophile. You know what I mean? And but I mean like that. I mean, there's not a thing it, like that. I mean, but is there? Would could you tell me? Is there? Don't, officially. Don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. But you know, yeah. I mean, Blink if there is three times. I mean, I'm paying fifty grand to kill a lion. I could probably scrape up another fifty to kill a person. I'm not going to say anything. Just, just you know, whatever. If it if it is, maybe just you know, I don't know. Blink right now, and he like looks him in the eyes, like, oh fuck, I want to hunt a person. 
I don't know. No, there probably is, and uh, I'm sure we'll have to deal with that sooner or later. How much is a dentist making where he can go? Do I know this? how fucking successful is this 50 dentist? Grand does that include flight? Does that include flight and? and yeah, I don't and think hotel? it's an all inclusive deal. Is I don't think breakfast inclusive? comes with the package. Uh, I don't know. This dentist, he must be killing it in the dental game. Maybe he puts on braces. Actually. I know if he's like a periodontist or something. Ooh, you're going to throw a periodontist around here? Yeah, they're the one who puts braces on. They make a lot of fucking money, those guys. <sighs> I just don't. And again, the people who want to say, well, that money is going to help people in Africa. Donate the fucking money. You don't have to go over there and kill a beautiful fucking animal. Makes no sense. And yes, I would like to be a vegetarian. I'll come out and admit I wish I could be. Yeah. I, I, I'd like to try to be. I'm going to fucking give it a good go again. Yeah. You know, you could have all this stuff. I'm over. I stopped eating chicken like a couple months ago because I found out there's arsenic in it. What? Well, nothing to do with I'm not, chicken. The thing is, I'm not even that into food. So I yeah. think I could. I'm really not. Like, I eat because my body needs it. Yeah. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh my God, here's what I'm going to make. I'm going to grill a steak. Then I'm going to put some fucking spices on it. Then I'm going to get the A1. Then I'm going to get mashed potatoes. Then my fucking parents never loved me. So I have to fucking find it in the form of food. Yeah. yeah. I'm just showing Joe right now. There's a picture somebody took. Uh, outside his dental office because it's closed for a little while till the shit kind of cools down. And uh, there, there's a sign that says, you are a coward and a killer. And it's got a frowny face. And then people are putting uh, little tiny stuffed animals of animals. Uh, or I guess that's redundant stuffed animals yeah. uh, by by the door. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, what do you think of all this? I would be, <laughs> excuse me, I would be absolutely shocked um, if he was extradited. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I don't know. I think it's just going to be one of those things where, I mean, remember how we were all mad at the girl who was doing this? Yeah, I'm still mad at her. I'm not um, over that shit. God, I just don't I, I don't understand the mental thing about it. And, and you know what I have the biggest problem with is the taking the pictures. Yeah. Because to me, that's where the psychopath thing comes in. Well, is that, people, ha- is that Lionhead getting shit back here? I, I don't know. Head. You think that would be a thing, but I know I read that they cut the lion's head off. I don't know about the shipping back to America or anything like Can that. Can you ship a lion's head? That's going to be some postage on that. I mean, know? I understand they're going to do all the taxidermy there. Yeah, they probably do it there, and then he gets on the plane. Then I guess, yeah, okay. It's not, like, it's not like he's going through the security line with like a bloody lion head. Yeah, it's not like, oh, sorry about that. It's We're just dripping just everywhere, and people are slipping on We're it. Like, come on, dude. Dude. We just fucking mopped Americans. So dirty. But, again, it's the picture of it. Now, I know there's people out there all across our country who I know some hunters. And, you know, they talk about it's the culture of it. It's a thing. Yeah. You know, we used to hunt for food. How do you think we get all this kind of stuff? I'm not for it. They do it. Whatever. That's their thing. But don't take a picture of it afterwards. Because yeah. to me, that's where the psychopath shit comes into play. Yeah. It really is. It, is, it goes back to the serial killer nature of here's my trophy Here's, you know, here's the ear. I cut off the ear of every one of my victims. Uh-huh. You think back back when hunting first started? Some Dexter shit. Right. It is some Dexter shit. When hunting first started thousands and thousands of years ago with the cavemen. Yeah. I don't, I don't see there's, are there any, like, did they take stone on the, on any caves or any cave drawings of a, a picture of an animal? Did they do hieroglyphics of the fucking deer they just, or the camel they would have killed? Because hieroglyphics was in the Mideast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I don't understand that. I just don't understand the, like... Hey kids, you know that that cow that today. Well, you don't hunt the cow, but uh, and, you, and they're not really hunting these lions. Yeah, that's not a that's not really hunting. <laughs> it's not when you're in oh, a jeep man. and you have like a high powered well the bow and arrow I get, but it's still it's but you come up against some quiet lion laying there. Is that a hunt? I don't know. 
See, at least hunting a person, the person would be like, what the fuck's that guy doing? I'm telling oh, you. shit, run. You know? We are getting close to uh, finding out. There's going to be some, some expose. Vice is going to figure it out. Hey, they're hunting people in Zimbabwe. <sighs> yeah. I'm telling you, Joe. It's going to happen. <laughs> All right. I, on that bummer of a note, but watch Jimmy Kimmel's thing he talks about. He actually gets broken up. He almost cries over it. I really? didn't cry over it. But I was, I was very upset about it. Um, and, yeah, I'm upset about when other people die. Sure. Yeah. I don't like seeing human beings of whatever race, black, white. Dr. Walter yellow. Walter Palmer, <laughs> shame on you. He should do uh, free dentistry for the rest of his life. For sick African children? Yeah, that's what he should, should do. That's what he should. He should. You have to go to. You should have to live in Africa. For, you should have to go to Zimbabwe and be their butler. The judge sentences him to be your butler. I don't know because that's... he's my butler. Oh, the Seinfeld <laughs> ending with the Seinfeld reference. Awesome job, Joe. All you right, really, anything you want to plug? You Martin? really did a great job this week here. I tried, man. I tried. Um, I, did. I did my best. Uh, at Marty Rosa, I'll, I'll keep you uh, up to date. Tweet with at any Marty about upcoming uh, shows fucking award shows and stuff like that yeah guys watch the alternative press 2015 uh 2015 alternative press i'm gonna watch video it. award show and just just enjoy it it's so great baseball's I, I, trade deadline coming up can't wait for next year all right cool um yeah uh other than that uh joe exciting news my album should be coming out in september I know, right? I recorded it December 27th. Here's here's how long ago. July 30th right now. No, Joe it's like recorded 29th. it. And uh, it's originally going to be called uh, Me and Hulk Hogan are going to go lion hunting. But yeah, now it's no, like, can't. fuck that. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. It's, it's really called Live from Baltimore. <laughs> um, but no, all sorts of horrible shit has happened yeah. since then. It's a different world. It is. All right. Uh, I'm Joe Kilgallen. I'm Marty DeRosa. Thank you for listening to the podcast. You should know. Bye.